Today on the Dream Young Effect podcast, we have Maya Scott. She is a, a artist. She's a teacher. She's a, a, a presenter. Um, and she's just a wonderful all-around person. So we're going to check out Maya Scott, check out the interview, sit back and enjoy. And thank you again for checking out the Dream Young Effect podcast. Dream Young Media Live. Like, comment, subscribe. I just want to start by thanking you for coming on the Dream Young Effect podcast. Nikki and myself, we are very excited to have you. Um, Joy has sent us uh, a few people who are very interesting, and she speaks very highly of you. Yes. She says Joy is amazing. Yeah, she amazing. is. She's a people connector. <laughs> she, she's definitely oh, yeah. a, a people connector. And um, and she told me that you're a person of many talents. So from what I remember and understand, you're an artist, a teacher, an author, and a presenter. Yeah. And m- plus more. Okay. <laughs> and then some, right? <laughs> We all are. I think we, a lot, most, yeah. a lot of us wear many hats. So yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They actually used to call me one thousand hats. Thousand so a thousand hats, hats is yeah. what they really, is what they really used to call me because I used Woo-hoo! to do so many different things. I try not to do as many things now and try to really just focus on you know five, maybe ten. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, plenty of attitude either way. You yeah. know, you yeah. know. But anyway, today is about you, Maya, right? And so I just want you to introduce yourself to our audience, and then at that point. Tell us more about what you do and, you know, and we can go from there. Fantastic. Okay. Um, shall we do it? <laughs> to let's, start? Go. let's go for it. And, and okay. You know, so so um, we are going to edit. So just, just so you could know, you know, not everything is going to get just thrown in there. So well, relax. And <laughs> perfect. Even so I'm one who can be kind of quirky and vulnerable. So even if it was, yeah. I'm fine with it. Just, um, just go with it. <laughs> So, um, my name is Maya Scott. I live in San Francisco and I am partnered with an amazing spicy little golden retriever guide dog named Gleam. Um, She is um, my super little Ferrari powerhouse of a mobility aid. Um, And for work, um, I teach accessible um, visual and performing arts for City College of San Francisco, and I'm very excited, especially right now, I'm feeling a lot of gratitude for my work because um, we just got done with a really big fight to prevent um, a lot of major cuts to our department and across the school. So I'm good for another year. Yay. Um, (laughs) You know, it's like you, there's so many, it's so easy, I think, to cut services for people with disabilities and cut arts. So when you get to cut me, you get a twofer. So (laughs) Um, (laughs) I also do massage, but I'm kind of getting over an injury and um, coming out the other end of COVID at the same time. So I'm looking forward to getting back to that, but I haven't been doing it lately. and so, Maya, um, what made you get into the things that you're doing, all the things that you're doing right now, the mini hats that you do wear? What made Ooh. you take on that responsibility? What's what in your life or what has gone on with you personally that say, you know what, I want to I want to step out and do these different things and get more involved? Oh, fun question. I was just thinking I was just telling some stories, talking to my mom about some of these things um, about my work, um, you know, teaching uh, accessible arts. and. I was just kind of in this this awe um, of just thinking back on how the universe or spirit or God or um, coinky dinks or whatever it is that we want to call <laughs> this uh, serendipity that happens in our lives that I was kind of being just 
led and like just dropped into this place where I was meant to do this. Um, so I've always loved dance and movement. I have um, pretty limited functional vision and um, actually I should say functional sight. Um, I need to get that clear for myself as well as the world that my sight is impaired, but my vision is very clear. So um, oh, wow. That's I, I, think I, um, I feel that I feel like vision is something bigger than sure. what we see in front of us. Yep. Yes, um, so okay. basically when I was little, um, I was put into dance classes because I used to dance around a lot. I was like four and there was all these beautiful scarves and floatiness. And anyway, I just loved, I was just intrigued by the magic of performance and dance and all that stuff. Um, I even tried to run away to the circus like twice. <laughs> <laughs> I had my Obviously. tutus ready. I was going to go. <laughs> You had, a stick, you had a stick on your back with, with a little um a little bag on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I even oh, yeah. my mom, my poor mom, even made a, a pretend call to the circus master, to the ringmaster. Like, oh, I'm oh, sorry, we don't need to be four year olds. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, to make um to bring it up to speed a little bit, um, I feel like dance and movement really helped me learn how to use my functional vision and made me feel very comfortable moving through space. Um, but also I just loved it. Uh, it just, it felt right. It was home. Um, but then um, as I started getting older and, um, you know, developing, my body was not becoming the body that your average person wanted dancing. Um, I was filling out. I was getting chunky. I was short. You know, it was like everything um, mm -hmm. that was not wanted. And I auditioned for things. I worked hard um, because I can't see well. They put me in the, the front of classes uh, because I knew the steps and people could follow me. But when it came to blocking um, recitals and performances and concerts and stuff, they put me way in the back where the lights don't shine. So <laughs> it was yeah. really annoying and devastating. And basically through dance, I learned, uh, well, through dance and also a bad experience at uh, um, a, a school, um, that my body was bad and it was um, evil. And I just started, you know, feeling like I was a waste of space. But at the same time, I was also, um, well, not the same time, later on, I was um, working um, on, still working on choreographing my own stuff and I love to choreograph. Um, I got to perform uh, with the Very Special Arts Festival where I encountered uh, the amazing Zena Bethune, who was a, um, uh, she's uh, sadly deceased now, but she was an amazing um, actor and performer who was injured and decided that she was gonna do work with um, uh, uh, people with disabilities to teach dance um, in the school system in LA. So I saw her working with a, a young woman in a wheelchair and they did this beautiful duet that made me like blubber like no other. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's powerful. I, you know, I'd like to do that. I can, you know, it works for me. And here's other bodies moving through space and it's gorgeous. And then um, at a summer camp, I used to go to Camp Bloomfield and they had this trading places day. So I got to be the dance specialist. And I remember so vividly um, having everyone um, spread their legs out. We're sitting on the grass under a tree. It was a beautiful warm day. And I said, okay, reach up, you know, reach your arms up in the air. And people kind of stuck their arms up. So like, you know, dead chicken wings with their elbows bent and all floppy. <laughs> and so I was like, grab the branches in the tree above you. Reach up and grab to the top branches. And all of a sudden everyone just stretched way up. 
And I was like, wow, you know, here language is such a powerful tool for um, inspiring body movement. And like, I could do this. So um, there was that factor going into, um, again, you know, I auditioned for some dance education programs for school. They said, yeah, maybe you could teach, but your, you know, your body, so no. And I landed on my butt in therapeutic recreation and was not happy about it, but realized that um, I already had the dance stuff. And this kind of gave me all the, um, the backbones and inner workings to um, kind of uh, address, um, uh, what do you call it? I'm trying to think of the word, um, like goals and objectives and um, making things look pretty for all the people who think that people with disabilities need to be fixed. So, yeah, so I got that training, but also um, uh, just, yeah, and then I did my internship um, with a mixed ability um, theater group with the um, uh, Pomeroy Center um, here in San Francisco, and the rest is kind of history. I did an MFA in creative inquiry and interdisciplinary arts, which mm -hmm. was basically like a... Um, a me 101 slash holy crap i'm alive and i'm an artist and i have value in this world you know and i know that you live in san francisco correct yes and i know that you guys on the west coast got hit hard with this pandemic how has the pandemic you know turned things around for you has it has it made a a, a big negative impact did you have to recreate in certain areas and still push forward i mean i know a lot of people have but what's your story oh this is um another interesting question. I, um, I think like a lot of people, I went through some grief, um, and some denial. Um, I went to the CSUN conference just as things were amping up and it was kind of like, yeah, you know, everyone's, you know, some people are going or not, was this going to be a big thing? It'll go away. And then all of a sudden we, you know, like three days later, we're on lockdown. And mm -hmm. so like everyone else, I was going, Oh my a world, God. Yeah, a, whirlwind, a whirlwind, right? <laughs> we were not expecting yes. that. Yeah. Yes, it was insane. Yeah. Um, ended up, I was going to visit my parents, but I ended up staying up there for like three months and they were calling San Francisco the world, the war zone. Um, it turns out that, yeah, there's a lot of parts of California that were hit hard. Um, our mayor basically was kind of like, yeah, California is saying this, but we're stricter. So um, I think a lot of, um, protocol that San Francisco put in place, um, our mayor was also looking at. And um, so um, I think our city did a very nice job at um, holding, you know, um, just holding ground and um, keeping things closed longer. Um, I know that she had like death threats and all this kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, and yeah. anyway, I just, I would not want to be, I'm glad I'm not as much as I, when I was a kid wanted to be um, noticed and famous and make a difference and all that kind of stuff in a big way. I'm so glad I don't have any of that responsibility because mm -hmm. the pandemic, uh, you know, that would made my whole head totally gray. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my mom um, at one point was asking me, we were walking up, up um, you know, in the mountains where they live. And she was saying, you're doing so well with this. So I was like, no, I'm not. I'm grieving. I'm cranky and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she said, no, really, I, you know, I thought you'd be more, you know, broken down because I deal with depression and anxiety as well. So I have, I definitely have my moments. Um, 
And then I was kind of looking at Facebook and people's reactions and stuff. And I said, you know, I think this is kind of like, um, I think, I don't know if this is true and this is an opinion, but I said, I think it might be harder for your average person who um, doesn't deal with disability on a regular basis because as a person with a disability, my life is about adapting and making changes mm, and having right. to do things slower yeah. right. and finding a way, a new way of doing something and being patient with myself in the world when things aren't like jiving together mm-hmm. and we're, you know, mm-hmm. in friction. Right. Um, I, I mean, so, I commend that. I commend that. Let me interject just for a second because yeah. I definitely want to jump off on that point. I think that people who have been through challenges, people who have had it hard at certain stages of their life, they they are more equipped to deal with pressure than people who have had it easy for their whole lives. Yeah. You know, they break down. That's why you see these people who are multimillionaires. And if they lose a million dollars, they'll jump off a building. Where versus a person who grew up in the projects, grew up in the ghetto, who had to eat, you know, mayonnaise sandwiches, for instance, you know, if they get some money and then lose it, they still can survive and just go back to the grind and still right. survive and pull through. So I, I totally agree with that point that you just made. Just wanted yeah. to say that. Beautifully put. Wow. Yeah. 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 Beautifully I, I also, put. And, I, you know, we we normally uh, try to discuss like different therapies and mm-hmm. things that help, you know, the people in, in you know, our circle. And, oh, uh, yes. So I, uh-huh. I, yeah, I wanted to touch bases on that because of Glean, because, you know, which is a different type of, I guess you can say therapy as well, having, you know, so I, I wanted to touch bases on that. So tell us a little bit about what Glean has been for you in your life. We love dogs. Yeah, <laughs> we love dogs. We okay. love dogs. <laughs> Gleam is, um, yeah, Gleam is amazing. She's my fourth dog. And um, she, I, I feel like she just kind of um, brought back my, you know, brought back a, a sense of vibrance and youth, youthfulness and, um, curiosity this dog is um shamelessly curious about the world and everything in it wow um kind of like a two-year-old can i put it in my mouth <laughs> you know um what is that over there can i get it <laughs> so yeah, yeah, she's yeah. she's just so like wow what oh look wow let's do it go go you know she's really joyous um presence um she's also i think because of that um that joy she finds it whether we're in lockdown in my 600 square foot apartment in San Francisco, or we're um, walking on a little trail up at my parents' place in the mountains. So mm-hmm. um, if anyone's, you know, anyone who's been in a relationship um, probably can attest to the fact that we pick up each other's isms yes. and we learn from each other. Mm-hmm. So Gleam really brought out is bringing out this kind of sense of joyous curiosity um, the other thing that I appreciate about her is she doesn't do anything halfway, even making mistakes. So her whole heart is in her work. When she gets that harness on, she is just like all business. And when she's out of that harness, she's upside down, probably with a rock or something she shouldn't have in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's also this companionship that happens with a guide dog. Um, right. I think that, as I kind of mentioned with, that you know picking up each other's isms um my guide dogs for me you know including gleam um they're great for wayfinding from point a to point b like you know on the street but i think they also are guides of a different sort they um they help us find our ways through life um Mm. 
yeah. kind of on a, a an emotional and spiritual level oh, yeah. as well. Um, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's professionally, is it, it it's a she or he? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then she's professionally trained. Yes. She came okay. from Guide Dogs for the Blind, um, who has two campuses, one in San Rafael and one in, um, ironically enough, boring Oregon, which is really <laughs> not boring. <laughs> so she was born in San Rafael and raised in Washington and trained in Oregon where I went to, um, to train with her. Well, okay. we just had a, um, you know, our dog just passed away a couple Aww. months back. You know, his name was yeah. Poppy. He was yeah. a, a toy Poppy. palm, all black, the, the cutest thing, as cute as a button. And me, yeah. I'm six four, so I'm walking around with this dog that's like this small. <laughs> he loves this dog. <laughs> right? But <laughs> and I don't want to get into that because I got a ton of stories I can tell you. But oh, the point about, but the point about what you said about they they introduce you to higher levels of spirituality. I'm gonna tell you, like, if I had to get up five or six o'clock in the morning to take Poppy for a walk. I had that experience outside, you know, um, I'm still with the moon with the mm. moonlight still shining or the sun coming up or what have you, or the breeze on my face yeah. and walking the dog. If I didn't have him, I wouldn't have been out at 5 a.m. I wouldn't have been out at 6 a.m., you know, right. and I had that I had that moment, that little five or 10 minute moment to really, you know, just think about life and, and ponder things. Yeah. So that in itself, just taking them for a walk sometimes is, is like a is, is like a breath of fresh air. So yes. I just love that. Yeah, they um, definitely help us see the world differently. See us totally see the world through different eyes. Yeah, definitely that. So they're part of, of your therapy, basically. Yeah, and also just for fun, I want to just uh, kick in the idea here that um, you know, as much as I poo-poo therapy, even though I was you know a certified recreation therapist, um, I think anything that makes us feel better, whether we're um, disabled or able-bodied or somewhere in between. Um, is is therapy you know if you yeah find something you love to do it's therapeutic um yeah. you know doing art over the pandemic um has been very therapeutic um for me and i know a lot of other people as well um yeah. it's something we have control of we get to have do something low risk high reward and make something happen that's right um and it's rewarding yeah. it's very yeah. rewarding yeah yeah, we get to make so something you, happen, even though there's stuff going on outside that we have no control of. We have control yes, of that. That's right. So. <laughs> I mean, it takes a certain kind of person to to take to spend their time trying to help other people change their lives, you know, for the better. It's easy to sit at home, just worry about your own bills, just worry about yourself, eat your food, you know, watch your TV, and just mm -hmm. and just and just live your own life. Yeah. But now, when you're saying, okay, I got this talent of dance, and I got this ability where I can do this, I could be a public speaker, what have you. And I can use that talent to go out there and impact more people in a positive way. It takes a certain type of character right. um, to actually live that out and walk it out. Because it's one thing to think about it. It's another thing to act on it. You know? so oh, I it's entirely to... selfish. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love yeah. sharing <laughs> sharing my dog and sharing my love of the arts. And um, I'm also a, a, a consummate student. And every time I teach a class, I learn something from my students. So I have, right. I have work with perks. So it's That's entirely right. selfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we totally get that. No, no, it's a yeah. win. It, it is a win. Right. It, it is, is a win-win for everybody involved, Yes. but, 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 but it's just a good thing because you could be doing a million other things, right? But you're doing something that impacts your life in a positive way. And in return, it impacts other people's lives. So that's just, I think that's an awesome exchange is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah. 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 We work with uh, people with disabilities and, and, or people with special needs, let's say, because we don't we don't like that term. But they every day we learn something from them. Yeah. It was amazing, and then yeah. you know it it changes you after a while to look at the world different. Some of the best people I've known have yeah. have, have have been people who we've worked with in the past. Yeah. As far as character, as far as um their level of joy, 
and and and, and ability to really truly appreciate life, and even small though they had things. Yeah, even though they had these certain levels, of, you know, levels of challenges, mm -hmm. um, they still appreciated life more than people who got all their all their faculties, all their legs and limbs, and 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 you know, and they still enjoyed their days, man. So it really right. it really turned the switch on for me when yeah. I started really getting into that industry. Yeah, you know. And I believe that um, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, there's, um, I don't know, in school teaching, there's um, Howard Gardner's multiple intelligences. And I think in adult learning, there's somebody else who's known for it. I can't remember. I have to go look it up. Um, but I'm just, um, I'm totally big on this idea that we have multiple intelligences. And, um, uh, you know, yeah. I, I had an uncle who, like read and memorized the Encyclopedia Britannica, but he couldn't change his tire. So, wow. um, and I have, um, you know, students who might not have the um, highest uh, IQ, but who have developed whole um, eco-friendly transportation systems and designed mm -hmm. all the buses and trains and stuff like that and had have them um, navigating through, um, you know, semi-post-apocalyptic um, desert landscapes, um, which are absolutely brilliant and should wow. be like, part of a graphic novel somewhere. So, um, you know, yeah, we're, we're all smart in, in very different ways. Same, yeah, same, same here, same, same here. You know, we have, um, well, we had a consumer, his name was Lee Artis, really good artist, really, really, really good artist. And he, he, he was actually in the newspaper and he, he used to sell his art and we had exhibits and things like that. I can't draw stick figures. <laughs> but Lee Artis, he, he was he was so-called, he had an intellectual disability, is what mm -hmm. they labeled it. But um, at the end of the day, he was a genius when it came to art. So right. I, I just thought that was awesome because I can't I can't draw. If, if you put a gun to my head, I wouldn't be able to draw a stick figure. Right. <laughs> yeah, but he was he, he was high functioning, but he wasn't basically able to live on his own. You could say without right. some, right. some type of yeah. assistance. Right. Support system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but he Definitely was, that. <laughs> All right, so right. do you partner with anyone's or ha have you partnered with anyone in the past and, and still do or plan to? Oh, like as a, um, a relationship? Yeah, well, like a, um, like a, yeah, like a business relationship. Like, oh, a business you know. relationship. Mm -hmm. um, I have mainly been an employee of, um, you know, City College or a big spa. Um, I... Um, you know, I, I like to think I have a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit because I love the idea of creating something and sharing it, mm -hmm. but I'm horrible with all the paperwork and stuff. So I've kind of settled with being an employee <laughs> for someone else. Um, so um, I have mainly been um, a, um, a little pixel in a big picture um, somewhere. So um, ma mainly that. Um, I even have trouble selling my, my work. Um, but there are definitely partnerships. I feel like there's um, the partnership with Fran Osborne right now, who's um, curating this um, uh, disability art um, and culture exhibit that's coming up. Um, she's right. kindly um, offered to have me kind of as her apprentice and learn about the curatorial process because um, she believes that we need to have more um, curators that have yeah. disabilities, you know, in the area. Um, because a lot of the um, you know design and elements of um, exhibits don't necessarily have people with disabilities um, in mind uh, when laying out something that's kind of universally designed. So I you know I guess um, yeah. So little pixel you know partnerships. Um, I have my coworkers that we um, collaborate together with. Uh, right. So I'm going to say everything's you know 
No one works alone in the end. Right. Even though. <laughs> yeah, I get well, that. Well, I definitely want to extend this to you um, that if you have anything that you're selling, any artwork, anything that you're doing, um, our website receives a lot of, uh, some, it, it receives some decent traffic. I'll just put it that way. Cheers. And so if you have anything, if you have anything that you would like to promote or market, I would be more than happy to um, to feature that on the website for you. Sure. So that's incredibly generous. That's, no, that's totally yeah. fine. I mean, I mean, this is what we're in it for. You know, we're trying to be a platform and be a springboard um, for anybody who's within the community that we're trying to service and help them get to a different level and help them impact the world in a bigger way. And so, yeah, that's totally open to you if, if, if and when, you know, you want to take advantage of that opportunity. Absolutely. Beautiful. If I can figure out a way to not be lazy about um, postage, part of the reason why I haven't done it yet is um, I feel like if I do it, I'm not going to do it halfway. And if someone places an order, I want it out that day. That's and, right. you know, yeah. it's um, <laughs> and um, it's a bit of a ride to and I can't just walk down to the corner and you know go to the post office. Yeah. So yeah. once I figure that out, then we'll be good to go. <laughs> Hey, hey that's the spirit of excellence. So yeah, you can yeah. look at it that way. <laughs> so is there anything that you would like to tell the viewers, anything that we have not covered that you would really like to drive home? You know, the floor is yours. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I just, um, I'm going to kind of go with this whole thought of um, just having sight versus vision. And, you know, we kind of mentioned about seeing the world um through through different eyes and um i you know i just feel like that mindset um just develop you know opens up um more pathways uh, for compassion and understanding of each other and um i started seeing that perspective when i was doing my mfa project because i was not going to do anything related to blindness and ended up um, having a platform to, sh to show my work at the Library for the Blind in San Francisco. So to be snarky, I decided I would do my MFA about seeing. And so that's kind of where this all evolved. And um, I you know I just would love to challenge us, including myself, um, to think about all the lenses through which we um, experience and see and understand the world. and. Um, notice what other people's lenses might be and um you know of course we can't really know what people are feeling and understanding and doing um until we've walked in their shoes uh, but if we can try to see things a little bit differently through um, their lenses then you know maybe we can um just live more synergetically together um right. yeah so just a prime example of that like I was sort of um, just stopping with the this um, <laughs> Alexa stop. Um, I was just stopping with this idea of um, I just injured myself recently and um, got a um, an epidural, and I always think like I know disability. I've done it. I've been that way, but I've never acquired one and. Um, and it just made me think about assuming I know things because um, mm. I don't. <laughs> mm -hmm. The more I think I know, the more I realize I don't and that I'm just green and raw. And that's not a bad thing to not know um, right. everything. I agree. So I'll leave it at that, that I'm just green and raw and, and, and new. And 
I'm just going to be like Gleam and be curious. <laughs> okay, yeah, and open well to learning. Well yes, well I agree. I, mean, I think you need to add, um, I think you need to add philosopher to your hat. <laughs> I never had That's that right. philosopher yeah. on it because, you know, I think if you have good insight and um and and the lens in which you see the world through, I sure. think is I think it's a well-focused lens. I just want to say that. So just thank you again for coming on the Dreamy Young Effect podcast. And um and once again, you know, we're in your back pocket. So if you ever need us in any capacity, just know that it's an email away, a phone call away. You know, just just let us know and we'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys are brilliant, wise ones yourself. And um, <laughs> thank you for spreading the love and the understanding and um uh just spotlighting, well, using your own platform and your own heart and wisdom to um highlight other people's. And I'm really honored to have kind of chatted with you and gotten to know you a little bit. Thank, Thank you. you so much. You're now part of our circle of support. So we hope, you know, to continue to, you know, support each other in any kind yes. of endeavor. So we're, and we're please we're, let we're, me know how I can um, forward your mission as well. Um, I don't have a huge social media presence, but I, I'm happy to, um, uh, you know, post something if you guys have something coming up or whatnot. One person at a time, right? Oh, yeah, One person yeah at a time. exactly. Oh, that's how we see it. Right. If, if you got two people who follow you, then if we reach out to those two people, then, you know, that's two more that's people success. that we impacted. That's right. right. So thank you so much again. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. And just enjoy great. the rest of your weekend and stay blessed. Okay. You too. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank wonderful you. meeting you now. Bye. Likewise. Bye. You guys are amazing. <laughs> thank you for watching the Dream Young Effect podcast with us. Um, if you want to show us support, Go ahead and comment down below. Subscribe. If you want to start a conversation, ask a question, we're open. How you can help us, you can donate. You can visit dreamyoung.org and we have we have a donate section. <laughs> you can, we have merchandise. So however you can support us, whether it be subscribing, purchasing our merchandise, or just leaving a comment.